Hello and welcome to this Christian Walk Podcast, the show where no topic is too taboo to empower you on your walk with God. I'm your host, Marley B, and it's my privilege to welcome you back to the conversation. I can't believe that we are on the final conversation of season three. Thank you so much to everybody who's been rocking with us all season long and even back to season one. And we're going to continue the conversation today with one of my favorite seasoned single ladies, Miss Donna Johnson, who has a new show and is going to dish with me about some interesting topics that a lot of single people might be interested in learning from. We had a a lot of great nuggets and I can't wait to invite you in. So without further ado, let's get into it with T and me and Lady D right now. Walk with me, talk with me, what you know about God, will he ride with me? Come and open my eyes for me, hear my story, show me more, what's in store, and once more, listen homie, can you walk? All right, Lady D, welcome back to this Christian Walk Podcast. Yes, yes, it's been a moment, hasn't yes. it? Yes, it has. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, thank you for saying yes. You know, I'm always excited to get your perspective. And I am ecstatic about the fact that you are offering it, offering it more often. <laughs> okay? Because I get to hear it more often. For people that don't know, allow me to uh, present to uh, some and reintroduce to others. This was my Iyanla right here, right? When we were in singles class, you used to come in there and just visit our singles class. Thank goodness for Zooms, uh, Zoom when it comes to these uh, church classes because it gives us the opportunity to hear from people outside of just our church community. And that's where I got to meet you and, and hear just the nuggets you were just drop just from reflex and i used to it got to the point where i anticipated like oh i hope miss donna asked a question or i hope lady d just have just please just give us a little bit of perspective on this topic because i used to just love hearing your perspective well thank you so much i enjoyed always being with younger people because you all keep me young you all keep me on my toes so I really appreciated the opportunity to be with you guys. And I love that you mentioned that too, Lady D, because one thing that I've, I have to say since I've been more involved in church and being more um, open to kingdom community, you know, I, to the point at first it was just like, a, okay, first you just go into church. But it's another thing that when you find community in church and you get to the point where you're developing and you're you're thriving in a community, right? One thing that I love is the opportunity to have and engage in multi-generational conversations. And that's what we do in Bible study and life groups and single uh, ministry classes and other life classes. And I've really come to um, really value the benefits of it. And I, I actually had to, to put that on here as a note, that is a benefit to church you know, getting the chance to engage in those multi-generational multi uh, conversations that help to guide us, right? Um, that is an opportunity for us to seek and gain um, kingdom mentorship. May I? You yeah. know, we, we, once we get away from, what do I say? The life book? 
Mm -hmm. The light book says, Titus 2, 3 through 5. And I'm going to read the English Standard Version, if I may. Oh, please. It says, older women. Now, I would never say older women. <laughs> I would say seasoned women. Oh, yes. Seasoned women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not in slanders or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive. That word that nobody likes, but that's what it says. To Some their people deem it a cuss word, but depends on your perspective. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. But to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. So my assignment has always been to give back. And it all depends on where I was as to what stage. And now that I'm retired, I have more time to give back to those younger women. And I like to call them ladies. And hence, you, me, and T with Lady D. Yes. And that is the perfect segue to why I was like, we got to get you back on here to talk about your new venture. Because I started getting these alerts saying, okay, it's, it's about that time for you, me, and T with Lady D. And I, uh, yes. And that's why we had the uh, you and me had to get together today with our tea okay and so uh i just i have to say first of all congratulations on doing it and i see that your following is is building up more and more each week yes and i'm so surprised i'm so surprised i'm so surprised i'm not i am not i'm surprised you don't have more but I know that it's coming so you just get you just get ready because I already know that it is because you I can just reach one right yes I would have done my job I yes obedient to the assignment yeah well you are doing it and I just want to talk about uh you know you me and late you me and T with lady D right want to talk about that and how what what and now the Titus uh scripture pretty much would sum up the reason but i want to hear you say it in your own words what made you start this ventures to start with you know having this outreach so to speak because i believe it's essentially an outreach well it was not my decision it was a challenge and I am a part of Activate Nation, David Burris's platform, right? And then he had he had this master class on Saturday. You know, do you have something in you that you're not? You just sitting on it, okay? You're sitting on a gift. And I just sat and listened to all the other young women. They were saying that they were entrepreneurs this and entrepreneurs that. And I was just quiet. And then he said. Miss DJ, it's like, I know he did come put me on blast right now. <laughs> Everybody. And I was like, he said, I want you, what days do you have free? 
And I said, Tuesdays and Thursdays. He said, well, I want you on Tuesdays and Thursdays to do a Facebook Live for 20 minutes. I was like, oh, I know you're not talking to me. And I felt I can't even put my words together. I felt like, Moses, you don't want me to go forth. I stutter, right? That's what he did. He challenged me. And so that's how it, and, and he didn't even say what he needed me to pray on it for me to decide what the, what it was going to look like, but he didn't care. And I said, but I'm not like, I'm not like April Mason or, you know, some of the other women. I'm not like that. I'm old school. And he said, but no one's going to do it like you're going to do it. And then I called you after it was all over. It was like, Molly, what do you think? Did you think I messed up? Oh, Lord, have mercy. No, that's not even L-O-R-D. That's L-A-W-D. Lord, have mercy. Okay, what am I doing? So he was, he, he has pushed me greatly. And um, he didn't even care what name I gave it. It was, it was to be done. 20 minutes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Are you thankful for that push? I am thankful for that push, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit easier because I don't have to field questions. I don't even have my, uh, where I can see the, um, the comments because that makes me nervous. So, but I'll go back and look at the comments if there are any questions and I'll try to address them to the best of my ability. And I was thinking, well, you know, I, you know, I want to use scripture. Lord, help me to rightly divide this word so that it's applicable to our everyday life. That's what, and, and I want it to be pleasing to you. Bottom line, I want it to be pleasing to him. That is it. And I'm so glad that you said that word applicable, right? Because a lot of people, especially, and I won't even put it specifically on millennials. I know a lot of times they get a bad rap. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times they're pulling away from the the, I, the very idea of church and, the yes. very, and, and they don't find things that, that are in the Bible applicable to their lives now. Exactly. And yeah, and I'm wondering, do you have a theory on why that is? We, there are no more big mamas. There are no more mamas. The, the, the mothers, for all intents and purposes, are just as young as the children. So we have truly have the blind leading the blind. There's no more of those generations that you're talking about that we had. Not maybe I'm older than you are, the 67, but we had handed down things to us as as young women. Some things I feel like taught incorrectly you know it's man taught not what the bible says and we make it fit but not really what what god is saying and so and we get away from uh, structure with love we want to just well you just do it as i say do and they forget that they used to be young people snapping a skirt tail okay yeah they did you know what i'm saying oh and yes they were at house parties 
where we, where we, the millennials, X, Y, and Z, whatever the alphabet is for them, um, where they're at the clubs, where we weren't allowed to go to clubs and stuff like that. Um, we were doing the dog and they're twerking. They've all forgotten, they've forgotten. Yeah, it was called the, the dance that you all are doing now. You call it twerk, but back in my day, it was called the dog. Nothing but the dog, okay? And everything is just, so it's almost like older people trying to get into heaven. So they've forgotten. They just shut down their memory. Um, we didn't have um, Daisy Deuce, but we had heart pants, okay? When we didn't um, let our pants sag, we had hip huggers. But we had bodysuits that snapped, so it made it nice and yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just a cycle. Yeah. We have forgotten, and we've forgotten how to give it in love. Oh, that is, oh, and that's a perfect explanation because I was thinking, you know, I think about that that one lady, because I think we've all experienced that church lady that's just mean. She's mean, she's nasty, she's pointing her finger, she's telling you what you need not do. And then, you know, two seconds later, you see her cussing people out and all this other stuff. And it just kind of is off-putting. It turns you off. And then while, and while they're just doing all this finger pointing and telling you you're going, they, they quick to send you to hell too. You're going to hell for this, you're going to hell for that. And then, you know, that has, you know, been a, a, a experience that far too many people had to go through. And I think that we, you know, somewhere in there, the church, a lot, uh, you know, not, and I, it's not everybody, you know, and you're a prime example of that. And once, you know, once you get your perspective uh, straight and don't allow one person to, or one experience to drive you away from the, the church, you will see that it's not everybody, but we need more of speaking the truth with love. With love, with love. Because I remember how you used to say, God said, if we catch the fish, he'll clean them, right? You know, that, that old saying, you know. So we can't catch them if we're driving them away. We can't catch them if we're banging the water while the worms on the end of the hook the fish are going the other way. That's how we're doing. Okay, so she comes into the church and all of her groceries are hanging out, okay? But we don't meet her where she is. We don't meet her with a hug and love. So this Sunday, she comes with all of her groceries hanging out. But if we loved her and she saw how we were doing it, may take a month but by assimilation by by seeing how every there comes the change but the change was that we showed her love and not condemnation so that's my thing well said and that is just another re uh, reminder on why you are here and why uh, you were called and I know it might feel like you were voluntold, but you were called to have these 20 minute lives that are touching people's lives and that making us um, have thought provoking conversations with ourselves and to be open to listen to what we can do to make sure 
we're presenting ourselves the right way because that matters. And you actually say, you know, how are you, you know, you give us questions to, that make us, you know, think about what we're doing and how what we're living. You, how am I presenting myself? That's a question that I need to ask myself. And, you know, it took somebody speaking truth with love to make me think of that. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, and, 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 and there's nothing wrong with needing to hear that for the ladies that feel self-conscious about hearing, you know, or being, you know, having those checks and balances pretty much, you know, sometimes it's like a self-conscious thing to where it's like, it, nobody should tell me anything, especially when I'm a certain age, because can you say that, or, you know, can you, I just want your opinion on this, like the people that need what you're, what you're serving, so to speak, they're not all young. I was told that, and, and you know, like Tuesday, you know how we talked this past Thursday, or how are you affirming yourself, or, or are you self-sabotaging? The question that I want to pose Tuesday is, would you straighten another queen's crown? Would you straighten another queen's crown? Okay, because that's another of how you're presenting yourself and how you're communicating. And so your circle, you may need to um, level up or level out. Or, uh -huh. You know, because as long as you are feeling you all are, are, are aiding and abetting each other and mm. she's that then your answer was no girl i'm not gonna straighten her crown i'm trying to get what she's got so no see so this that negative talk is again the communication that you've allowed yourself to be a part of gives you a bad presentation and, you know, I wanted to, I wanted your opinion on, you know, a few things that, you know, are kind of common, I would say stereotypical things that women do that we need to check. And that was a perfect segue right there because one of them is the fact that we seem to be in competition with, with each other more than, you know, trying to be in sisterhood with them. Absolutely. I There again, I think the hired hand, you know, the representative. So we have so many. But well, you got to you got to let people know who might not be familiar with with these uh with these lady D-isms, what that means. OK, OK, OK. okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can get back to the hired hand. OK, so in James 3. 5 through 12, and we are using the uh, English Standard Version. It says, um, let me get to it. Where is it? I think I'll, it, that was the tongue, but let me hold on. That was about the tongue. Hold on. I was trying to get to it. Keep talking to me. I'll find it. Okay, well, I know that you are about the life book and you can, you, you always, um, you move based from it and yes. we can all learn a lot from you in that regard. 
so that's what you and i I, so what what does the life uh book say and uh, for those who don't know what the life book is that is the bible affectionately called the life book by uh uh lady d so and um darius daniels is the one that got me started saying the life book but it's john 10 10 through 29 and he at 12 john 10 12 he says he who is a hired hand satan's imps in this case the hired hand is satan's representative he's not a shepherd and he doesn't own any sheep he sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them he flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep so those persons out there that care nothing for the sheep they say and do things and i want to say that they body shame so what size dress do you wear what what you catch me on a good day and i'll tell you what size dress i wear you know not in love okay but (laughs) but they do that they do that to us what and make us forget that God said everything that he created when he finished, it was good. So I may not be your cup of tea, but I am a cup of tea. Yes, you are. So the competition, do you think that that's something we are taught? Or do you think that is just a societal, you know, code? Because I mean, we it's like we pick it up like it's, it's um contagious, you know, just from being in our environments, from social media, from like where where does this stem from? What do you think is driving it? Other than, of course, the obvious tricks of the enemy, which division is his jam. It's his jam. But I would like to say, right or wrong, may not like it. I'd like to say systematic genocide. Systematic genocide because all of these things are happening in our African-American race, okay? And we, we um, and so there's social media and then there's this over here and it makes you think, okay, it makes you think that we're not pretty if we don't have long blonde hair. It makes you think that we're not pretty if we're not fair skinned. It makes you think that you are not pretty if you don't wear a size zero. So it's just killing us because we're not affirming ourselves. We are allowing someone else to label us, to label us. So they label it, they put that label out there and we carry it the rest of the way. We carry it across the finish line instead of saying, you're not talking about me. You don't know me. You don't know my circumstances. You don't know why I'm here. You are not talking about me. So get behind me. Do you think that happens because we seek our identity from others or from man opposed to knowing or finding out from God? Because that's the person that's what we're supposed to get our identity from. Exactly. And and it's because I think it's not being taught enough. Mm. 
there is a time, you know, I didn't like me. I grade really early. So in the 19, when I was 1920, I was already gray. Um, and, and I've got dark skin. And children can be so mean because they hear what their parents say, right? And so they would say, you're black thing. And they can make black sound so very bad. Okay. And then when I was coming through, it was as dark as you are, you need to marry a fair-skinned person so that your children will not be ebony like me. And how did that work for me? Anyway, neither here nor there, but it's things that we, it's seeds that we've planted causing us to water it. We water that plant, that seed. And that seed continues to grow because we are not. School started in church, but we're not teaching it in church. So if we get back to what? Basics and teach it properly from church where we all are, you know, in, in, in all of the Sunday school classes, so that they know that they are indeed beautiful, then this stops. It can stop. And now another thing that you brought up is the fact that, you know, it's the things, of course, that we say to ourselves and it's the things that people say to us, right? But one thing that you did tell us to listen out for on one of these, uh, you know, one or two of these episodes that I've been that have been so lovingly sent out to the world um, was the importance of listening because men are speaking. I'm just trying. Right? I'm just trying to take not just because I'm a mother of a son, but this also led to why I started back to basics because men are speaking and you're not paying attention. You say you want a husband, but you putting forth girlfriend characteristics and traits, okay? You say you want a husband. That's what your mouth says, but that's not what you're presenting. Okay, now we know sometimes, you know, men may be speaking, but it's not always worth listening to. Absolutely. So, so what what are the things that you know how do we and i'm going to use the word discern what to take with a pillar of salt and what to really use as motivation to be better versions of ourselves because we know that not every man that's talking is is worth listening to you know and i say that's the bible says a half truth is a whole lie that's what the Bible says, not what I say. That's what the Bible says. So at some point, when do you get back to what God says? At some point, when do you stop? Um, you know, I don't know how that, I don't know how to get you there. I hope I'm getting you there by showing you that this is your point of contact. This is your point of contact. God is your point of contact. 
even if you don't, even if you don't know the book from Genesis to Revelations, you can put in what does the Bible say about doubt in Google. And there is scripture from here to yon. Okay. So if you can just put it in a sentence, you can Google it. Okay. So and Google what the Bible says, what the life book says, then that is who you should be listening to. So if I listen to somebody that says I'm 30 plus and I'm left over, the devil is a liar. Okay. No, we, we're not going to call any names, but we do know. Right. Okay. He's not talking about me, so I am not going to get all upset. I'm not going to get my dress blowed up over my head because this person said, because see, he mixes stuff in. He tells half truths. You know, he does tell some, he did. He did tell some truth, right? But he mixed it with so much lie. It's subjective banter. Like, it's just, it's all just your opinion. It's just his opinion. And, and, and we have persons that are so, we're going to use the word, I'm not scared, we're going to use the word, so desperate that you called into this person to allow him to denigrate you before God and everybody. That's a sad place. So will you come and sit and talk to me and let me love on you and tell you how wonderful you really are and that there is a better way? Are you going to listen to this Cushite? That sounds like a biblical cuss word. Is it? <laughs> I meant to put But I like it. <laughs> you know, we don't use the N word, but Cushites. Okay. 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 Well, now, uh, well, we're going to talk. I just have a little segment that I wanted to uh, put on here about just what you think about a few different categories, right? So we've heard women uh, like Taraji, uh, P. Henson, Viola Davis, Gabrielle Union, all say that, you know, it's time to step out of that realm of the strong Black woman, the strong woman role to where you can do everything. You don't need a man. I'm independent. I bought this. And, you know, it's like they put all that pressure on themselves and we act like we can't have feelings. We can't have emotions and it's exhausting and it's breaking a lot of people at all different levels of life. And we're finally getting women who have a bit of influence that are telling us we need to stop that. And so I'm wondering your perspective on that, um, that, uh, that title of the strong woman, the strong independent woman. What do you think of that? Well, I think that we all men and women have feminine energies and masculine energies, right? And I think that we need to know when and where and how to use them. 
Okay, so if you're in the boardroom and you need your masculine energy, but you're coming home to your husband, you take your CEO hat off and it sits outside because when you come inside the house, he is the CEO because the order of the house is what? the father, the man, the wife, and then the children. And when those get out of order, then we can have a demise of the relationship because it has gotten out of cattywampus has gotten out of, out of alignment. So I do think that um, it's a matter of knowing when and when not to. Um, when you're dating, you do not need, and I will say it and stand on it, you don't need to present with your CV because if he comes to you, He's not really wondering what you're bringing to the table. He's already got the table. If it's CV, what's that? Curriculum vitae. So I don't need to tell you that I am, I am the CEO of this, and I make six figures. And if he's a man of any quality, he, he doesn't really care. Doesn't care. He's gonna. He is man. He is the hunter. Now, if you're needing to do this because you're dealing with male boys, or are you dealing with male grown men? So you have to decide what it is in the atmosphere that you are in. But presenting with your CV is not necessary. And if it is, he's not the man. You think, so what do we miss out on as women if we don't learn to tap into our feminine energy? You, you know, that, 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 um, that means that I'm like, he says, you mad, you big mad, you want to argue. I don't want to argue. He says, leave me alone. I'm happy. That's what you, that's what you get because see, you don't, you don't, You've lost the the youth in you. You've lost the child in you. You don't smile. You're walking around with an RB face all the time. Okay, RBF all the time. So, what man's one gonna want to? You're saying you're unapproachable. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. I definitely can. And I, I know what it's like to be that woman that always want to have the last word. I had a thing that where I wanted to always prove being right and all this stuff when I really, and it, it was such a very peaceful existence once I found out that being right is overrated and being the loudest does not make you the most heard. And in the same way, the same way that we as women want men to feel us, to feel our emotions, men want the same thing. They want the same thing. And this little pink thing that's behind our lips, behind our teeth, it is sharp as the dickens, okay? And so with our words, not only do we hurt other women, we hurt, we break spirits of, 
of a man. We can, we can break a man's spirit. Yeah, we can. Yeah, there are some of us women that we say things that makes me grab my pearls. I'm like, where did you learn it from? I would, as a as a lady, I would never say that. So we're asking questions that a lady would never ask. So when you are down on one knee proposing to a man. That should never happen to you. There's never a way where that should be cool, ever. And favor will be misplaced because he says, he who finds, finds favor, right? He, not she, he says, that man who finds, finds favor. So if she finds, what happens to the favor? And speaking of which, what about the single lady who is dating but acting like a wife before being a wife? What do you feel about that? Now you know, you already know, don't you? I want to hear it. <laughs> I would never. Some people think that's the that is the recipe for getting a husband for showing yourself being a wife right then. But, but you know, but being a wife, but ooh, I got my hands. I was trying to. <laughs> ooh, Father God, being a wife does not mean in the bedroom. Okay, so that does not constitute being. That's. Can you cook? Do you know how to sort your clothes and do laundry? Huh? Can you manage a checkbook? Being a wife entails so much more than the bedroom. Okay. And now, now sex aside, because I think that, I mean, I already know your your take on that. Like sex before marriage should not be happening. Um, and, you know, that aside, because you have women who will, you know, sex aside, I believe that's, that's happening too, um, of course. Uh, but they are assuming the role as wife before one, like, you know, from errands to, you know, from, you know, watching kids moving in, like shacking up, all of that stuff. What do you feel about the whole, I know that, I know people don't really say shacking up anymore, but I do. Gravitating, you can call it, label it however, it's out of order. It's totally out of order. It, this is my mind's eye is that you do all of this for this person, whether he's doing it for you or you doing it for him, more likely she's doing it for him. And then once he gets situated and we don't have a piece of paper, he reclaims his time and he's off to someone else. So now how do you feel? How did that work for you? How did that work out for you? So, okay, so you've cohabitated, you've done all the things that you thought were being wife-like, then you started a family, all out of order, and then he leaves, and they are with you until they're 18 or 21, and he's going on to do his best life, right? If, if nothing else, learn from around you. Learn from your environment. Look at what you see. 
you can make a decision to stop that generational thing that's going on. Curse, if you, because you have seen it happen in your family or you have seen your friends go through it, at what point do you say, not me? Not me. And then sometimes um, people think that, you know, doing it that way, it, it, it almost feels like the natural order of things. Like they feel like, well, I don't, I want to, how am I going to know if I want to be with this person for the rest of my life until I live with them, until I have sex with them, until I do all of these things. And it's just like, okay, it's like a, um, a rationale, but at the end of the day, if we keep doing what's against what against what God wants us to do, but then we expect God to bless it, and He's like, "What? Why do you think? <laughs> why do you think we do that? Like, why? Why is that?" Yeah, I had a gentleman, and I'm using the term loosely mm -hmm. because I do date. Um, and he trolled my tea party. He was in one of my, two of my tea parties. And he said, in essence, you are telling the women not to pursue men. I said, no, indeed, I'm telling them not to pursue men. Not in essence, don't get it twisted. Those are the exact words that I'm saying because that is out of the order of God. Have you ever seen a lioness pursue a lion? In the wild kingdom, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen if it was going to change, wouldn't you have think wouldn't you think that it would change with them also? So why is it that we are the only ones and if we are pursuing it and it's going away from us, then it's not for us, right? Or is that just my, that's how I think about it. If, if I'm chasing it and it's going away from me, it's not wanting me to catch it. That's true. I'm sorry, because I have so many that I want to, I, I don't want to, because I know we can stay on all of these all day. I already know you, but but, but I want to get your perspective on a couple other things, right? Because we are running out of time and I knew I'm like, this time will go fast and always go fast when we get together. But there are some women that think that all the good men are dead and in jail. What you think about that? Why you ask me stuff like that? You know how I feel about that. See, that's the, there was three reasons that made mm -hmm. me this tea party was there are no good men. Men have commitment issues and all men are dogs. Well, then the Bible says, the life book says, that you are holy and you should not give yourself to dogs. So why are you doing it? because you don't know the word of God. See, because you don't, you haven't gotten back to basics. It says, why do you throw your pearls among swines, right? It's in the book. So at what point do we start teaching so we don't have to do this 
so we don't have to do this. See, but there's that systematic genocide. See, they want to put our black men on, on the news, kissing each other, okay? But how many Asians or Hispanics or white men do you see that they, every commercial, or how many commercials do you see of a white woman kneeling, asking this man, how many? But they show us all the time. I have a problem with that. So that makes you, they, they brainwash you into thinking that they all are in jail, they all are homosexuals, they all are down low brothers, all of this when you are out of place because you are chasing them and you are not doing what you need to do to preserve yourself, present yourself so that you can be found. Uh, I think it was R.C. Blake says that all precious stones, you have to dig for them. They're not up on the ground, up on top. You have to get down in there. Diamonds, uh, emeralds, all of those, they're precious. So you have to go get them. But when you are, are, are putting yourself out there, you get what you put out. So we, it's basically a product of what we, so we don't have to look at what, um, what it is that's out there or think that we can speak to what's out there. We need to just focus on what it is we are attracting. And he said, the father said, that his word would not come back void, right? So he would not say, I will not withhold any good thing from you, right? Because if there were so few men, that would make him a liar, right? Okay. Right. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to get your opinion on a couple of marriages right we tend to we have a tendency as a society to put marriages on a you know a bit of a pedestal so to speak not so much to just revere them but to some use it as a, a way of being inspirational for hoping okay i want to love like that or you know um it can be the you know example of what they you know they want their relationship sometime to mirror somebody else's relationship right it could be a different thing some healthy some unhealthy right but i just want to kind of put out there just because this is a common thing that we do put these these some of these celebrity marriages you know on a pedestal i'm just wondering what you think about like when i say these couples i i had uh probably about five or six but i'm only gonna give you two right and i'll start with Megan Good and Devon Franklin. Oh, now, Megan Good was an actress, right? Devon, Devon Franklin was like, a, he's a producer, but he's also a, a minister. You know, he's a very um, God-fearing man. He's a prayer. He was, um, um, he abstained from sex probably 12 to 15 years before even meeting his wife. And he was a young man. And, you know, when, he, when they got married and she was, you know, not so, I don't think she was abstaining until she met him. And then she began to abstain 
they had the weight and they did not have sex until they were married. They were married nine years. And then just recently during the pandemic, you know, they broke up. I wish you knew like more on the backstory because my thing is because he was such a church boy and she was this vixen, you know, this is how people painted her. And the church community dragged her because she was like, uh, she was a sexy girl. Like she had a lot of sexy roles and things of that nature as far as what she played. And they just, you know, they drug her a lot. And I feel like a lot of pressure was put on them. And I think that contributed to their demise. I think we would rather be in somebody else's business than minding our own. That's it. Bottom. And I don't know why we, we don't feel know the, the need to do that. To, to we don't know the whole story. We don't yes. know. We don't know the whole story. We don't know the whole story behind Will and Jada. We don't know. When we look at Steve Harvey and uh, what's his Marjorie. Name? Marjorie. But look at what Steve Harvey went through before he got to Marjorie. There's a whole bunch that took place that is none of our business. Do you think that based off of his experience, because there's some people that think that he doesn't have any business talk about relationships because he has so many unsuccessful ones. I mean, but there isn't any. He has the reason to tell you what it was like and why he was there. And he has the reason to tell you that's the reason why he doesn't have any female friends, okay? Because it, now you're opening the door to temptation. He has... He, his life experiences to get him to be where he is as a, his, he's worth $40 million. He came from nothing, 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 and he grew. And then when he had a better understanding of who God was, it changed his whole life. So I just think when we getting in other people's marriages what does yours look like N not you marley but what does your marriage yes, look like? i don't have one <laughs> i had one but i don't have one now but what does it what does it look like so if you've got all of these suggestions on someone else's marriage then yours should just be you it's walking around with sunshine over it and it's dark outside, so handle your business. And when we handle our business, stay out of somebody else's business, life is gonna be good. You're right about that. Okay, so I will stay out of people's business then. I don't wanna bring up the rest of these people. You already touched on Will and Jada, but because that was definitely gonna be you know, my thing, but I was just wondering which, <laughs> What you think she's toxic. I think she's toxic. And, and, and that's the only thing that that's the only thing. And just because um, when his mother didn't recognize who he was. And, and, and when you start looking at open marriages and stuff like that, you know, I just think that that's toxic. And if he likes it, I love it. Well. Well, Lady D, it has been truly a pleasure like it always is, but I want to first uh, give you an opportunity to talk about, you know, 
how people can reach you on social media if they want to follow you for these tea parties and get these nuggets that you are dropping on us all, all who would listen. And this is, I want to be clear, not just for women. This is for men and women. The benefits are there for us both. And so let us know what social media is you on to and, and when uh, Tea Time with Lady D is. So for those who may want to be um, listening in. I am um, on Facebook as Donna Rankins with an S, R-A-N-K-I-N-S, Johnson. And tea time is on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30. I try not to go over 20 minutes. I, I just got up to 20 minutes. It made me so nervous. I didn't know if I could do 20 minutes. Um, I upload the tea time on Instagram, which is Lady DMR 28J on Instagram. And I haven't uploaded on Twitter yet, but I do have a Twitter account. And it's capital D, capital R, capital J. That's D as in Donna, R as in Rankins, J as in Johnson, capital D R J O H N S O N at D M R J 0928. And I'm going to make sure that it is showing on here for those who are listening. And please remind it back if you need to. Uh, uh, hear those again so that you can follow Lady D and get these nuggets that she is dropping on you, hunty, right from the life book that we all should reference in this life. Also, um, Lady D, I know you have a devotional coming out pretty soon here. So tell me a little bit about that. Tell us about that. It's a 31-day devotional, and it's called You Are a Survivor. At first, I was thinking I want to address address divorced persons, because that is, uh, that's really hard. That is, that's a tearing away, as, as Miles Monroe would say. But when I was thinking about it, there are persons who cohabitate, shack, whatever the label you want to use, and then that goes awry. And at best, you're going to be a special friend on somebody's obituary because you have children with that person and that's gonna ride. And it's, again, what does, what you're feeling, you know, how you're feeling. And then in it, there's a space for you to journal after you, if we're talking about forgiveness or if we're talking about anger, how you're feeling so that you can journal, go back and look at it. So. That is going to come out by, I'm thinking it's going to be that before then, but I'm saying by the 31st of December. Okay, well, we're looking forward to that. I'm going to definitely keep that on my calendar. And then when it comes out, we'll have you back on to talk about that so that people can get a look and find out where to get it so that we can support you and so that we can get tools that we need to get past these things, you know, according to what the life book said, because we got to get, I think your example is the best with letting us know that the Bible is applicable to this life. As much as we want to think that it's outdated, that it can't um, apply to us, that is just not true. God's word is alive and it is 
um, applicable to your life, whether you want to believe it or not. And so thank you for being a reminder of that. And just as a final word, what would you say to that misguided woman out there or man who feels that their personal development does not have to be a priority? What would you say? That, that it does not have to be. That personal development does not have that person that just be like, well, this is just the way I am. I don't need to look at a way to be better or different or how is that working for you? Mm -hmm. How is that working for you? Are you married yet? Do you want to be married? Just how is that working for you? That's all I'm saying. You don't feel like it needs to, and you are gonna accomplish. And you how old? You're 55 and never been married? You don't think so? Okay. What about those ladies? What about because what about those ones that never been, you know, you know, because we I don't want people to think that marriage has to be the only goal or you're some kind of failure. Right. And it is not, right. 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 So for those people that's not called to be married. Then do you. Mm -hmm. No, do you. If if that's not if, if you don't feel the need to be married or you don't want to be married, do you? But keep in mind, when you're out there doing you, you're inviting all kinds of spirits into you. Hey, and I'll go ahead and add just as a, a period for this great conversation, just because you're doing you don't mean you got to do everybody. So <laughs> we're going to let the church say me and put your hands up. Let the church say Lady D, thank you so <laughs> much for coming on to the show. It is always a privilege and a pleasure to speak with you. And I just am so proud of you. I am glad that you are showing us, not just teaching us by saying it, you showing us that if we are here, we have work to do. God can still use us. He can still bless others through us. And that that is something that we should not take for granted. So thank you. Absolutely. And like I, August 14th will be 25 years from me. and I date so don't get it all twisted it can happen you can still be a thriving beautiful impactful human being absolutely well amen to that all right lady d all thank right. you thank you for inviting me Thank you so much to my guest, Ms. Donna, for joining the conversation, sharing your life journey with us on how you are taking on this new chapter and that you are a prime example on how at whatever chapter of our life that we are in, God can still use us. And it is so important that we allow ourselves to be obedient to whatever he's calling us to do. If this conversation spoke to you, 
please like it, please share it, and definitely please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Don't forget you can still listen to us on iHeartRadio as well as Apple Podcasts if you want to listen to us on the go. Well, season three is in the books. We've made it. I cannot believe it that on when this journey started over a year and a half ago, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing or if this is going to work, what God has called me to do, but I was obedient and I kept going and I have been blessed so much. Thank you so much for rocking with us once again. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support and thank you so much for watching. And we will be back in a few weeks with more content, more guests, and more conversations to help empower you on this walk with God. And as we know, on this walk with God, loving God can be easy. Trusting God can be hard. But I believe we can all get there one step at a time on this Christian walk. I'll see you in season four. Thank you so much. Oh, so I'm sorry, my nose. <laughs> my nose. <laughs> Thank you so much to my super friend. Uh, see, I don't like that. I need to do that again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. From White Mortuary in Sumter, South Carolina. Oh, yeah, that's a. That's a lot. That's a. William White's.